This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, the 10th of January. I wonder if you can think of some really embarrassing moment in your life. I've had several down the years. Often it happens because of doing something out of duty or being made to look vulnerable because you're trying to help someone or we've just been caught out. This was the scenario of the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan, which we celebrate on this feast. The baptism of Jesus was very embarrassing. There was nothing more embarrassing for the first Christians to read about than the baptism of Jesus. Why was it embarrassing? Because they believed Jesus was the saviour, the son of God, the spotless lamb, who takes away the sins of the world. So why was he seeking a baptism of repentance? There was no way of getting around this because John the Baptist was baptising on the banks of the Jordan River and inviting sinners to come to him, and Jesus went. Now this account of our Lord's baptism is in all four Gospels, and if the early Christians could have dropped it from the Scriptures, then they would have done But whilst the gospel writers and the early Christians insist absolutely that Jesus was the Son of God, they were eager to show how strangely this God operates. He lays aside all his glory and he slips quietly into the cold, muddy waters of the Jordan River. No one particularly noticed him as he went into those waters and moreover, he stands side by side with sinners. No doubt there would have been ordinary run-of-the-mill sinners, but there must have been some pretty bad eggs as well. So Jesus is seen standing in the water side by side with all those grubby sinners. For those of us who like to make a big splash when we appear in public, Jesus, at his first public appearance, looks just about as bad as you can be. And that's the point. That's the irony of this story. The first move of the word made flesh is when he breaks onto the public scene, making himself look like a sinner. This is the radical nature of the Christian faith. Now, in any other religion or philosophy, it would be unheard of that God would come down and appear like the rest of us and take his place beside sinners. But St. Paul says, Christ became sin. He's not a sinner, but the sinless one who identifies with the whole predicament of the human race. This is the surprising way that God breaks onto our scene. God has come in Christ to heal our sins. This is the crux of our religion. Yes, he's come to teach us, to heal us, to lead us, But the climax of our Lord's life is the death on the cross by which he forgives our sins. I have come not for the healthy, but for the sick. I've come to heal sinners. And at the last supper, the night before Calvary, he says, this is the chalice of my blood, which will be poured out for sinners. That is why Jesus has come and it is signalled here in his baptism. 
he comes to stand humbly and salvifically with us sinners. There's a lovely resonance with this in the first reading from the passage from Isaiah when he speaks about the crushed reed. Most people would think of discarding something so useless and broken as a crushed reed. But Jesus has come to restore even that to health, which is a symbol of our brokenness too. It's the same with a wavering flame. He has come to fan it back into life, not to snuff it out. What comes to mind here is someone like a sports coach who is watching his team struggling and feeling frustrated that they're not achieving perfection, especially if you were a great and accomplished coach. But then that coach or accomplished player takes time to crouch down beside the underperforming player and shows them how to do the moves and achieve a goal or success in their game. I know it's a distant analogy, but it's something like that. What this moment of Jesus' baptism is all about. God doesn't just pass judgment from on high. He doesn't extinguish the wavering flame. But he enters into this state of ours in all humility, with a desire to bring us back to life. And that is why he has come. So when we think about embarrassing moments in our life, humiliations, the recalling of our sins, let's think of this moment of our Lord's baptism and how he desired to stand with us and alleviate our condition. And by our own baptism, in that sacrament which Christ instituted, he has made us his brothers and sisters, his sons and daughters, of his Father and our Father God. And because we are brothers and sisters of Jesus, we have his mother as our mother also, who embraces us and draws us with ever greater consciousness into living better what we have become by grace. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who when Christ had been baptised in the River Jordan and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son. Grant that your children by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.